0: Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast, where we help people working in commercial real estate achieve their professional goals. Check us out online at cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host, Darren Krakowiak. Welcome to this bonus episode number five of CRE Success the podcast. It's great to have you with us. Today's episode is being released on December 31st which is the last day of 2020. The last day of any year but it is 2020. If you're a dedicated and long-term listener to CRE Success the podcast well firstly thank you and secondly you may actually be hearing this in 2020 because you're the type of person who actually listens on the day that we release the episode. So I wanna take this opportunity to wish you all the very best for 2021. Regardless of whether it is still 2020 when you hear this or not, you may be planning on taking more personal responsibility for your own learning and growth, especially after hearing this bonus episode, because that's what it's all about. I think many people in commercial real estate don't know where to turn or don't know how to get started when it comes to upgrading their skills. Well, today we're gonna hear from five commercial real estate professionals who are all committed to professional and personal development and we'll find out exactly how they go about ensuring that they continue to level up their skills. As you listen to today's episode you may be inspired to take action but want some guidance about exactly what you should do next. Well, I've got your back. We previously released bonus episode number 3 which was a recording of the recent workshop we ran called Kickstart 2021. A couple of people have mentioned to me that they would like to watch it, not just hear the replay. Well, That is now possible. You can do that by going to CREsuccess.co forward slash 2021. That's 2021. And it's all there for you. Even if you're listening to this well after the start of 2021, I'm sure you'll get a lot of great ideas about the steps you can take in relation to goal setting and achieving better results in your career by watching the workshop in the future. That website again is CREsuccess.co forward slash 2021. 2021 let's get into today's bonus episode i'm starting with bernie fernandez he's the founder of agero group who i spoke to in episode 13 bernie is very committed to learning and growing so i asked him about when the journey in personal development started for him
1: well again radical transparency here I'll, i'll it started as a kid my family were always spiritual they i was exposed to meditation very early on, I did these meditation courses as a kid or, or told to do these. So I guess that, mate, it, to answer your question, it started before I can even remember. And that's had a profound effect on, on my life, particularly at the challenging times. Uh, but when I, when I arrived in business, I, I realized something or something that became apparent was that the challenges that I faced in business were actually reflections of personal challenges. So again, that personal development part mixes into that fulfilment about business, which we were talking about. And and recently, I guess um, another story there is that I had a had a really incredible experience two years ago uh, with a Tony Robbins event. And since then, I guess we've I'm on the I'm on a rocket fuel charged development path.
0: Yeah. So so what type of um, personal development resources do you do you invest in?
1: Well, the Tony Robbins stuff's real easy, obviously. It's kind of like its own uh, doctrine. But I, I, I'm constantly buying books. I uh, have an Audible account, which is literally getting drained every month. And uh, I also invest in a in a network called Entrepreneurs' Organization. I've been part of this network for many years, and that's business and personal development, you know, gains. So it's, it's never-ending. To be honest, it's almost... The question refer- almost refers to the fact that it's a, a separate element of my life. In fact, it's just simply integrated into everything. You know, every morning, every day, there's something that I'm growing into or learning.
0: Jeff Moxham has the benefit of having worked in residential and commercial real estate. In fact, his father and grandfather ran Moxham's real estate in Parramatta for geez, I think it was about 50 years or so. And he worked there too before moving to JLL and finally opening his own office with Ray White Commercial. So it's with some perspective that Jeff can say that there is a lot about learning and growing that our industry can, well, learn from the residential sector.
2: I think there's a lot of great things in residential that typically the commercial industry don't do, and I just don't know why. Like, A, Agents investing money in, you know, coaches and learning and courses and which is just massively prevalent in the high, you know, in the high achieving resi agents. And there's just a whole lot of other things that I saw from the resi business that typically not in commercial that I saw this opportunity as just a really great blank canvas to, I mean, I call it I'm resifying a commercial business like you see some of these wonderful businesses here, in Ray White have got many of them, 20, 30, 40 residential salespeople, and the business can forecast a year ahead how many listings they get, how many pictures they're going to do, how many phone calls they're going to make, how many they're going to win, how many they're going to sell. Like it's just data sort of on steroids, and I think um, that's sort of one of the benefits of having your own business is you can really create exactly what you want. And that's been massively attractive for me on many fronts.
0: I think you've touched on a couple of interesting points there. One is just how the commercial real estate industry is underutilizing data and technology, even though prop tech is such a, a buzzword in the industry right now. And another thing I think is interesting about residential is I think a lot of people in commercial real estate sometimes sort of turn up their noses at residential real estate as if, you know, they're just running around dealing with emotional people and up here in the commercial, we're doing the big deals and we're serious players. But actually you think that there's a lot that can be learned from the residential sector in terms of how we approach business?
2: 100%. Like pro rata, there's far more regular high earning residential real estate agents, like with consistency, which is the real key. Like everyone can have a big month and the key is, keeping it going for year and year and growing and growing like I reckon I, I would I would imagine there's far more residential agents pro rata versus commercial that have that success and have that mindset and that are just obsessed with doing it like just with growth and and just everything that comes with that in terms of lifestyle and just getting up early and learning and and I just love that about the agents
0: All the way back in episode four I spoke to Ashley Buller at the time of the interview he was just a few weeks into a new leadership role at CBRE having spent nearly two decades at JLL I noted his level of self-awareness which is important when stepping into a new leadership role and I asked him what were some of the things that he specifically did to prepare for stepping into his new leadership position
3: yeah good question so um did a lot of lot of work on this. Now it's funny, right? You spend all this time preparing for something like this, and and I think that all of that really, really helps you. But when you come into the role, everything seems to be thrown thrown at the door, and you just kind of you're dealing with everything that's before you. Now you hope that the training that you've done by that point, you then maybe you kind of um, you leverage those skills that you've been honing that you hadn't really realised that you'd learned. Um once want to get a long answer to it. so But I, I read books like The First 90 Days, which is actually a really good book. So not only did I, 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 um, I listened to it on, a, uh, on an audio book. Then I actually bought the physical book and then I went through that book multiple times and kind of learned um, the different styles and techniques. Now, am I deploying them? Maybe. To be honest, I've been so busy. I actually haven't had time to even go back to the book. I wish I had. Um, but it's just been just an absolutely frantic time over the last nine weeks. I think I will. I took a lot of notes before coming over. Um, and then I read a book as well called, um, legacy, um, which is about the all blacks, uh, which I also thought was a really good book as well. And that, that talks about it's, you know, it's, um, it's, you know, and the whole concept around that book is, you know, creating this lasting legacy. So it's more than just the doing the deal and so forth. It's about creating a, creating a culture, creating more than, more than yourself, the the team. And, you know, one thing they talk about in there is kind of sweeping out the sheds at the end of the day, right? So you know um, the way the book reads, and I haven't actually checked it out factually. Is you know that some of the best all black players, they're the ones at the end of the day when everybody else is having a drink or whatever they might be doing at the end of their their match, they're the ones sweeping out the sheds, just making sure that everything's clean. So it kind of shows that no matter where you sit in the business, you're never above kind of putting in the hard yards and making sure you're there for everyone.
0: Michael Bull has been running his own national agency in the States for over 20 years. He was so underwhelmed by the quality of the existing training available to the commercial real estate industry that he created his own library of training to help others learn and grow. With that in mind, in episode nine, I asked him, what's the most challenging part of running a national team?
4: well i think it's just really to as the as the company grows i mean we have we have about 50 people you know and as the company has continued to grow it's really just trying to keep the the culture uh, the high quality you know the messaging you know i started the company for two reasons and one was to that we'd be known if you used our company name we'd be known for integrity and we'd be known for the best disposition marketing in the country and i think those two things would really help drive us to be successful and kind of help us make decisions every day, right? If you use integrity in your business, and then you try to be the best that you can be that does what you do and add the integrity, then you'll do the right thing. So, you know, I think having a bunch of brokers and staff, um, you know, I have, I'm really into training myself and, and, and training my, my folks, my brokers who run the plays that take in the training I give them, they do extremely well. I mean, they're just really great brokers and they do really, really well. Then I'll see some guys that, you know, you think about commercial brokers where we're confident as a general rule, right? And we're social and uh, we think we know everything and we don't, we don't accept training well enough and I think that's one of the challenges that brokers have is we we think we know everything and I've always known that I know nothing you know I know I know I need to learn and grow all the time and and get better and I think that's one of the great things about this business there's no end to how skilled you can be and and there's no limit to your income so the most challenging thing is is realize helping guys realize and and ladies realize that you know don't stop training you know just keep trying to get
0: better all the time. And in episode seven, I spoke to Rob Ed, who is a leader by trade, who happens to have experience in our industry at Lendlease, and now as the Managing Director of Asia Pacific for Unispace. Given his focus on leadership, I simply asked him how he continues to grow and improve as a leader.
5: Lots of learning. I, um, especially having jumped across different industries, I've had to spend a lot of time learning. There's a mix of, you know, probably like everyone, there's a lot of on-the-job stuff. I, I do spend a lot of time asking my people how they do things, learning how they operate, and looking at different models, talking to competitors, talking to peers. Um, so an awful lot of on-the-job learning. Um, they have also been lucky enough to have a fair bit of professional development, you know, through Lendlease and through prior employees. So anything from the uh, the company directors course to the Securities Institute course to, you know, smaller pieces on innovation or on, uh, on sales techniques, all those sorts of things, you know, just, just training to keep challenging how I think about things.
0: And as a leader yourself, how much do you take responsibility for developing your talent as opposed to relying on company resources or external consultants to come in and facilitate that leadership development and growth?
5: So I tend to take quite a bit of that on myself in terms of a, a one-on-one mentoring uh, relationship. So I will take the time to, to talk people through my thinking and how I see things and understanding where they're up to uh, and just helping to identify any gaps they've got um, and not being critical in that. A gap is a gap. That's fine. Uh, then just talking about how we plug it. And that might be through, through my time things I can teach them. It might be through connecting them to others who I see as being strong in those areas. So making sure that that we join the dots across the business uh, to to make sure people learn from each other. Um, Or it might be plugging in external courses that that suit what they need. So right now I'm doing a a big sales training program through the business. So teaching people things like spin training, uh, because that's been a gap across the business. Uh, or some train-the-trainer things around that for some of my senior people. Uh, for others, where I'm trying to raise them up to you know, go from being sort of middle-level managers to being future executives in our business, you know, the people who will be succeeding me in, in years to come. Uh, it's going off and doing things like the company director's course or an MBA to make sure they get that that generalist exposure to business skills. But then I'll also spend a lot, lots of time giving them opportunities. So, for example, getting them to chair meetings or to, you know, to run the monthly management reporting cycle and to be you know, leading the reporting of those or the, the presentation of those results and the discussion around them to make sure they're getting in a softer environment, the sort of exposure they need and the sort of accountability they need to start to step up into those future roles. So yeah, quite a bit of time around that. Uh, And again, more so, the more senior I get, the more I'm finding I have to spend more time in that space. And I get value for money from that time because those people are the ones doing the work. They're the ones who are training the people below them. So the more time I can invest in them, the more they're investing in the business and the people below them.
0: I hope you enjoy today's bonus episode which has been dedicated to the topic of learning and growing at cre success we are all about helping others learn and grow if you haven't heard our back Catalogue of episodes of this podcast. Make sure you go and check it out. And if you have heard a few episodes and you like the content, one way you can show your appreciation is to leave us a five star rating. And if you've got a couple of minutes, you can write a short review sharing what you like about the show. That will help others in the industry discover the podcast. And you mentioning it, of course, to your peers and colleagues will also help spread the word. If you want to leave a review, you can do that in Apple Podcasts and also in Spotify. It is the end of 2020, and I'm proud that we've been able to produce and release 20 episodes of interviews, five bonus episodes, and even a podcast trailer back in June. That's 26 episodes released over the past six months. Been remarkably consistent with the content that has been put out, but this has been a, a project that I've done pretty much all on my own. So... um It's time for a short break. For the next two or three months, I'm gonna focus on the new members who have joined CRE Success membership since it launched at the start of December, 2020. I'm also going to take a, a short family holiday domestically in Australia, of course, but that's not the end of this podcast. I'll be back in 2021 with a second season and a slightly reworked format. I look forward to bringing that to you in the second quarter of 2021. With that being said, we've reached the end of this episode. We've reached the end of season one. We've reached the end of 2020. Thank you so much for listening, and I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to leave us a five-star review. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at cresuccess.co.